Hello, Luke. How are you doing? Uh, welcome to this week's uh, League of Ireland chat. How are you? All good, Aidan. How are you? Not too bad. No, not too bad. Yeah, so there's been uh, a lot of activity in the League of Ireland since we last spoke, and even on the international front for the Republic of Ireland team. Uh, can you tell us all the, the all about the latest uh, transfers and going on in the League of Ireland, even though there's kind of no matches uh, there's plenty, of, there's plenty of preparation going on for the league season ahead. Yeah, there's been plenty of different signings from that different clubs have made. Like um, Aaron Dobbs has, has returned to Longford. Uh, Drawed United have signed Dane Massey and Colin McKay. Dane Massey, a brilliant signing um, from Dundalk. Real experience there at Dundalk. Won a lot of trophies. Uh, he'll bring real experience to the to a to a young to a young and experienced Drawed side. Plenty of other uh, ongoings as well and outgoings, so it's been a busy few weeks, absolutely. That's it. Um, so I suppose we'll start off with the uh, what's been going on in the first division, and then we'll do the Premier Division first. Uh, so what have the movements going on been like in the first division? As I think, uh, you know, it looks like uh, Adrian Carberry has been doing a lot of uh, bringing in a lot of new troops for the squad. Uh, how how do you find them blending in? Athlone have been made some brilliant signings. The likes of Adam Wickstead from Drada, who I know very well, brilliant player. Um, you know, as we mentioned before, they've signed Stephen Meany as well, a, a while back from Drada. So they're bringing a lot in. Also, um, um, Killian Cantwell as well from Bray, and a brilliant signing. So Athlone are really putting together a, an excellent squad. I think um, a lot of experience as well they're bringing in, and a lot of younger lads. So they'll mix really well. Uh, Bray as well um, in the first division made a brilliant signing today in uh, Brandon Kavanagh from Shamrock Rovers. Real young talent. Uh, apparently there was interest from England. Um, so a very interesting signing to see him sign for Bray. But uh, brilliant for Bray because he's a, he's a fantastic player. It's on a season-long loan now. So he'll uh, have a great season there, I'm sure. Um, when he was he was brilliant with the with the Rovers B and this season. Well, last season. So uh, brilliant signing for Bray and look the first division is set up to be a, some, a lot of competition you know what I mean Cork have now made some signings so they'll be hoping to head straight back up to the Premier Division and a lot of other clubs have made really really good signings uh, Cove are bringing in good players and UCD as well uh, UCD have lost Yo-Yo Maddy probably their well the top goal scorer in the league last season uh, they lost him to uh, Shelburne so that's a brilliant signing for Shells um, and the same with Shelburne they're putting together a brilliant squad as well so Absolutely, a lot of activity in the in the first division. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a fairly uh, interesting, you know what I mean? Uh, a fairly interesting season for the first division. That's it, and it it is very positive, and uh, you know it, it'll be a very interesting season ahead. And uh, you know, I suppose it's uh, it it was um, Adrian's first first year in charge of uh, Athlone, so I think he'd be kind of. He he knows more about the players he has and and the players that he's bringing in and uh, you know it'd be nice to see at Lone Town back uh, back fighting for titles again and uh, I know that they finished bottom of the division last season but uh, you know with all these signings it looks like at Lone Town could be going places so uh, yeah we we'll uh, concentrate now on the Premier Division and uh, you know as we said there are a lot of uh, you know a lot of uh, transfers have been going on like. <laughs> couple of players leaving and going to uh, to Dundalk and, and that as well and uh, you know it, it, it's great to see it because uh, you know it, it's uh, you know it, it makes it makes it very interesting for the season ahead because you know the new signings that, that are brought in to each each club will uh, add something to 
it doesn't necessarily take it away from them. It, it actually adds and uh, brings a new dimension to a team. Hundred percent, yeah. You, you said it all there, really. Um, Dundalk are losing a lot of their, well, not losing an awful lot of players. They're they're, they're doing well to keep on with Michael Duffy and all now next season. That's a good one to keep. Uh, he signed a new contract. Uh, Brian Garton signed a new contract. So there are two players there that are brilliant to, to keep and real experienced lads in the dressing room. They've also brought in a a few from abroad. So probably most their most of their incomings have been from abroad. So um, they're they're taking that approach, which might end up working for them. So. Um, it's an interesting one to see, uh, bringing all them players in from abroad. A few uh, Latvian uh, internationals signing as well. So, you know, I mean, Dundalk again putting together probably a nice squad. Um, it'd be a, a different sort of squad. That, um, but Dane Massey signing for Draw United. Um, I was very, very, I was very chuffed with that one because Dane has been such a key player for Dundalk over the last few years, a key part of their, su- uh, of their success. And I'm sure the Dundalk fans would agree with me on that one. Uh, he's he's been massive for them. So. Uh, brilliant signing uh, for Drada and you know what I mean uh, John Mountney as well the St. Pat so it's going to make it uh, interesting again Dundalk you know what I mean uh, Sean McGrovers as well bring, brought in uh, Danny Mandrew from Bowles and Chris McCann from Burnley well he, he was over in in uh, America but he played with Burnley only well, a few years ago um, you know what I mean so they, they, Sean Hoare as well they've signed and Sean Gannon so a lot of brilliant signings there for Sean McGrovers and Sligo are making good business. There's a lot of clubs making really, really good business, and um, it's it's going to be a, a competitive, uh, you know, my Premier Division next season. Hopefully, soon enough we'll get more clarity on the league. Who knows? But um, looking forward to. It. That's it, and I suppose really looking at uh, looking at it from a general point of view, I suppose that the big stories would have been um, Jack Byrne going from uh, Shamrock Rovers over to. Nicosia Powell and um, of course that's the team that uh, Mick McCarthy was managing and you no know, sooner was Jack Byrne gone over and it looked like it looked like something great was going to happen there you know a very good a very good player for Shamrock Rovers going over to over to Cyprus and with a former Ireland international manager and player in Mick McCarthy it looked like a dream combination there but a couple of days after after Jack Byrne arriving unfortunately um, Mick McCarthy got his marching orders and maybe, you know, in a situation like that, it's not necessarily always kind of the co- just the coach's fault. It's kind of, uh, it, it can be a whole, uh, it can be a whole network of things that can go wrong, but it was just unfortunate, you know, that so so early into his career at Apoel that uh, I think that he was the main reason, Mick McCarthy being, being the manager of Nicosia Apoel was the, the main reason that he went there probably. Yeah, probably was. Look, he'll be he'll be disappointed. Um, obviously Jack Byrne probably, as he said, probably was the main reason that he signed for Applewell in the first place. He was, it was I thought it was an interesting signing, but then it kind of made sense with the whole Mick McCarthy. But now with Mick gone, um, it's it's fine. He's gonna probably find it difficult to find form to find form, uh, early on. He's a lot to prove over there now, so, um, he's gonna have to, you know, what I mean, buckle down and. Uh, play, you know what I mean, he's going to have to give it his all so, you know what I mean, you wish him well but I hope that he does well over there and, and that he doesn't, you know what I mean give up easy or anything but he's a fantastic player and, and we know the quality he produces uh, week in, week out so I'm sure he'll have no problem over there and um, I'm sure he'll become a, a real fan favourite over there That's it and of course looking at um, the Republic of Ireland team uh, you know, a, a big setback there for Stephen Kenny there losing two of the, two of the top coaches obviously Damien Duff, who who has a who had a wealth of experience 
playing at the at the highest level for for Chelsea and Blackburn and and that um you know having losing him he was a very good coach so he would have made a huge difference there uh with the players as, as the coach and then of course Alan Kelly another former player uh, you know former goalkeeper very good goalkeeper as well uh in his day and then of course you know got in as the uh, the goalkeeping coach two big losses and it's going to be interesting to see um it's going to be interesting interesting to see who replaces those two because they'll be they're big boots to fill yeah, big boost to fill and assistant. Well, not well, the coach, and um, you know what I mean. And Damien Duff thought uh, I was surprised to see that. Don't know, there's been no actual reason why he has left, and he hasn't come out and said why he has left. So, obviously, something was that you know what I mean. You can only presume something might have happened or something, but you know what I mean. Like, it's a big loss to the Irish setup. I'm sure he was sharing his experiences with the players because he's been in their boots before and he's played at the highest level. and it's a real, real, real blow for Stephen Kenny, who just hasn't had it easy since he's started up uh, with the Irish squad. So, next, you know what I mean? Next, this year coming, we've got, what, March now, where we've got uh, a few um, World Cup qualifiers. So, he's obviously got, uh, he's obviously on the hunt now for a goalkeeping coach. I understand why, I think I understand why Alan Kelly left with, I think, um, with him being high risk and all. I think that's what he's mentioned anyways. And I think, uh, it's probably he thinks it's the right move. So you know what I mean. You can only support what what the player what what the what the what the uh, coach wants and what the goalkeeping coach what, what the goalkeeping coach wants. But real real disappointment to see uh, Damien Duff go. That's it because I suppose really when you, when you look at it too for coaching staff at international level it is tough um, because I mean you have the way it is it like on a normal in a normal every, everyday season or. Yeah, on a usual season, both at club and and international level, but now 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 with this thing, you know, with everything, because the, the last season, because last season was extended, um, because last season was extended, it makes it more, you know, the game game. It means the season started later this mm. season, and uh, you know, there's more games being cramped in, and I know there was one or two breaks and and things like that. But there, there, as we said, like in previous interviews, there's all that, and then on top of it, when then when there is internationals, then you know matches. There's three matches at a time, so you know it's not giving the players time to kind of rest. And you know, I suppose that this Republic of Ireland team is is still in its uh, development stage because you know usually when a manager takes a new manager takes over, um, especially with Stephen Kenny being his first time. And at international level, I know he was with uh, the under twenty ones, but uh, taking the senior job is a whole new uh, experience. So th- there's a lot, there's still a lot to learn, and they've been playing, they've been playing some very good football, but just you know, just can't, just can't find the net at the moment, and it, with all the good, uh, and they're playing nice football. It has to be said, but it's you know that we need to start scoring and putting points on the board if we're going to qualify. But you know. The European Championships is in a couple of years' time, so this is the rebuilding. Well, look now, it's hopefully you know I mean, we can get into the World Cup. When you look at our group, what well, um, Serbia, Portugal, Azerbaijan, uh, Luxembourg, you know what I mean? Just there are teams that you can. Portugal be a tough one, obviously. Serbia, we know we know as a team they're tough to beat, but we can beat them. You know what I mean? You'd be looking as to finish as high as you can in that, and and hope that you can get secure like. A place into the World Cup. Portugal won't be easy. Portugal are continuously growing every year. 
Um, they've got some brilliant players. Cristiano Ronaldo, who obviously doesn't need an introduction. Bruno Fernandes doing unbelievable stuff with Manchester United. Bernardo Silva. The list goes on. The amount of players and the real quality players that, that uh, Portugal have, that they have the players out there that they can bring in and, and uh, have that sort of backup. But I fancy Ireland in, in the World Cup. If they can just find the net and pick it up a little bit, then I think they'll be, uh, they, they, they should be all right. Um, it's just it's really disappointing seeing them play the football they're playing, which is reasonably good, but you're just not finding the net, and that's just it's not good enough. You know what I mean? You have to be finding the net, and you have to be winning games, and you know what I mean. You're oh, look, I'm not gonna, I'm I'm not a Stephen Kenny out, but you're judged off your results, and and uh, there's a lot of results that haven't went his way so far, and then um, you know what I mean. I hope he picks it up just for a League of Ireland uh, sense because he's just been he, he's obviously been a great servant to the league and. He deserves that opportunity at um, the, the Irish senior level. So hopefully he can, they can find form now for him in March and get a few wins on the board and uh, get a few points, as you mentioned, on the board. That's it, because I suppose really for, and I'm not, not, not mentioning excuses or anything, but really since he has taken over, he, he's been dealt a, a tough hand because, yeah. I mean, you know, when he took over, there has been, um, there's been the whole thing with the... Um, you know, the, he was missing players due to COVID, backroom staff missing due to COVID. Then there was ones that, were, that weren't that were had COVID and they thought they had COVID. And, you know, those players that were, I think against Wales, we only had a few, we only had a few subs, which is very unusual for, for, for an Ireland team or for any team at international level. And uh, yeah. so I suppose, and you know, for key matches, he was missing key players for key games and that kind of cost us. Even, even, even though the England game now was a, it was a friendly. It was still kind of there's still that you know England versus Ireland thing, and you know one always wants to get over the other. There's just that kind of rivalry between the two teams. Even though it's a friendly, you still one still wants to beat the other. You know. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, I suppose really we, we discussed it. We discussed it in a, a previous interview. You know, the England were England were on song that night, but. Uh, you know, there's, there's still plenty of time to, you know, there's four years. I mean, if if we could get the likes of Troy Parrott um, back, back into the Ireland setup, and, um, you know, Michael Obufemi and, uh, um, you know, Ida, Adam Ida, and players like that. And if, if they, over the next four years, they'll be gaining experience both at international level and with their club, and that'll bring it on hugely over the next four years. 100%. Yeah, look, you know what I mean? What the World Cup of now in two years is it? I think it's twenty twenty two Qatar, um, you know what I mean with yeah. the qualifier with the qualifiers now starting a match, well, you know what I mean you never know what could happen there. Uh, hopefully then you know what yeah. I mean you can start building on that and and give give a few of the League of Ireland lads an opportunity. I think that has to be done. Um, I think we're we're too we're just dependent on the same players and it's just not working. I think I think personally that he he should give a League of Ireland players just a little bit more opportunity. It's great to see the likes of. Graham Burke and uh, Jack Brown, who's obviously not League of Ireland anymore, but you could still kind of put him in that, you know what I mean, um, from last year, you know what I mean? And, and then same with uh, Aaron McInef, you know what I mean? Another player he gave an opportunity to. I want to see more of that because it's it's only beneficial for them. and so, It can only be beneficial for us because they're good players in that league. So um, I hope to see more League of Ireland players in the future. That's it, because I suppose now now that uh, Jack Byrne is playing for Applewell Nicosia, you know, obviously it's it's um, you know over over in, in Cyprus and that, um, 
you know, he, because of that move, and it's it's a fully professional team. I'm not saying Shamrock Rovers weren't or anything, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. At that level, it's a bit. It's more of a European level. So, um, you know, do you, do you think that move would be good for his international career? And on the back of that, that he might uh, actually start getting into the starting eleven with the Republic of Ireland. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that will be great. Um, I do think as well he should have been in the starting eleven from from the start really because. He's a different type of midfielder than what yeah. we have. And you've seen he, he came on, I think it was against Bulgaria um, in the nil all, the last game before we finished up. But I thought he was brilliant when he came on that night. Um, you know what I mean? I just think that we need to need to have him in the squad. You could literally nearly build it, build it around him. He's a brilliant player. Um and you could build from there, but it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be obviously a difficult one for him still to get in. And I do, I do think he, he, he has the quality, as I said, but um, it's just if, if they have the backing in him and if they fight in him, which I think they do, um, which I hope they do because he's a brilliant player. That's it. And I suppose going back to the League of Ireland now as well, uh, we, we know like you're involved with the uh, the the uh, social media side of uh, Drogheda United. Mm-hmm. How, how are, are things going in the training camp now at, uh, with, with Drogheda United? Uh, uh, any improvements or disimprovements or like you know any players brought through from the academy or like what are your general thoughts on how things are going pre-season for uh for Drogheda United yeah I think I think it's going okay um brought in some real quality players I have to say like the likes of Gary Deegan and Denny Corcoran Darren Markey really all the signings we've the new signings we've made have been absolutely fantastic Um, a lot of quality players there I'm really excited to see them in action you know what I mean uh Dane Massey as I've, I've mentioned probably twice now on this pod, on this episode you know what I mean he's He's top class, and I'm really looking yeah. forward to seeing that. So I think overall, it's going to be a, it's overall it's exciting to see. You know what I mean? And um, the players are excited. So, and um, bring it on uh, whenever. But hopefully, we can get some new more clarity on the league uh, soon enough. That's it. And I suppose just uh, in an overall context before we leave, it's kind of uh, we we have more of an idea now. Um, you know, with the the sort of transfers that clubs have made uh, for their first teams. Uh, you know, compared to like the last game of the season last season, you know, we were kind of looking ahead and we were saying, well, we can't really look ahead because we don't know what sort of transfer. So I, I suppose really in the preparations now with players coming and going now, we're kind of getting a clearer picture of how preparations are going and maybe, you know, what we what maybe we can expect from the teams. But we won't know that. It'll take about three or four games, the first couple of games in the League of Ireland season to kind of, really get to know it but it's it looks like exciting times with all the moves that's been going on absolutely i said it there at the start it's it's, it's going to be an exciting one um you can't look you can't really decide on, on any sort of teams to watch out for yet because we don't know i think shamrock rovers again you know what i mean yeah. i know i'm probably backtracking myself here but shamrock rovers will look very do look very strong i have to say they do look really really strong bowls are looking strong as well you know what i mean the last squad there's a lot of teams there that are looking really really strong i don't think i can fault any any team's business really so far. Some been slower than others getting their business yeah. done, but overall, I think everyone has done really good business so far. Um, so it's it's going to be an exciting one. I'm really looking forward to it now. I just hope we can get some sort of news on when a day comes back and when we can get it, like when teams can get back into full pre-season and all that stuff, you know what I mean? And, and get going again because it's really unclear at the moment. So hopefully a bit more uh, news in the next few weeks or and we'll see what happens, but hopefully that's it. Yeah, that's it. Because I suppose really, when uh, you know, when you look at the Premier League, what was going on 
in the Premier League, like last last season, it was kind of you you could kind of predict, like myself and Martin Dunn and for uh, Ross Sportsview, we we do our predictions every week, and we used to be getting an awful lot right, at least five, if not more, out of uh, out of the entire predictions correct. And now this year, it's kind of it's very unpredictable. Like uh, you know, any team is can be you know even the smaller teams are. Are, are capable, seem capable of beating the, the bigger teams. And, you know, it's very hard to kind of predict, to predict, um, you know, I mean, obviously the <laughs> the Premier League is a bit further on now than the Premier, than the um, League of Ireland because it started in September and, and things like that. But, uh, you know, it, the League of Ireland could kind of be like that as well, where it mightn't be as straightforward. Yeah, you know, the Premier League is mad this season, in fairness. Like, you've got teams like, like Leicester go top of the league tonight, you know what I mean? And and that, like Man United are top of the league. Liverpool yeah. are, aren't far off. Man City aren't far off. There's a lot like from I'd say from first to about like I think it's about tenth is really tight. Like it's not it's not a, a, like a, you look at one team you're like oh they're gonna win the league because every team is taking point like each team is taking points off each other. Like it, that's the way it's been so far. Anyways, um when you look at it, could the League of Ireland be like that? It easily could. Um teams. Yeah. It would make it really interesting if that did happen. Um, only the only time could really tell if that will happen. But um, it definitely when you when you look at each squad, it definitely has the has the uh, foundations for that to happen. And I, you never know. If that was the case, then it would kind of it would be a, it would be an interesting time for the newly promoted sides, the likes of yourselves and and uh, the playoff winners and things like that. It, it means everyone's in for a shout. Because I suppose you know when the club comes up from the first division, it, it can be, you know, the first season or the season that they come up, it can be it can be kind of a tough season. But you know, if if it's going to be if it's going to be kind of like what, what's happening in the Premier League over in England, that means it, it could be a very open season. This yeah, season. absolutely. I just said it there. Every team is, is looking really strong, and um, it's, it's set to be a really strong League of Ireland, uh, both in the first division and the Premier Division, like. Yeah. Um, anyone could beat anyone, um, you know what I mean. And you see that it's possible. Um, I'm really, really looking forward to it now. To be honest, I'm looking forward to getting a get, getting it going again. Probably four times saying this now, but I just you just hope there's a, a date soon that we're not waiting any longer because it, it just it would really be it's it's getting to a point you just want you just wanted to come back now and you know what I mean. You want it like we have nothing yet about dates or nothing pre-season or anything, so we just don't know yet. So, um. You know what I mean? It definitely it's gonna be a, an interesting one, really is. Um I'm really looking forward to it. That's it, because it, I mean it's it's frustrating for the fans, it's frustrating for the coaches, and it's frustrating for the players because I mean they're doing their preparations, but yet they don't know when their first game of the, the season is going to be. And it's kind of I suppose the blind leading the blind because you know it's not. It's not no. like a normal season where you know you have your preseason and you know right the first game of the season is going to be on such a date and you're gearing your whole preseason toward mm-hmm. that first game and then taking it from there. But there isn't. That's taken away this season really for the start of this season, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. And you know what I mean. It's just. A, it's just. A, it's yeah. just about like if if teams are training and that, and it's just being ready. You have to be hundred percent fit, hundred percent ready to go. For when when we are when when we when it starts up again, you know what I mean. Like you think about it when we had when we first had when the when COVID first came in March, and the league was put to a stop, and it didn't come back then to August. 
Um, like we didn't know what was happening. Like what, like two weeks or three weeks or something before before we actually, you know what I mean. So I can this could easily happen. We could be told anything. You know what I mean. It's just about being ready. It's just about players being ready. Um, yeah. And it's just about managers and all being ready for when that does happen. Because um, you never know when it could be. It could be, could be any time. So look, players just want to be ready, and and then players are missing it. So uh, they'll be. I'm sure. I'm sure every player in the league is missing it. So I'm sure they'll all be 100 percent round to go when it does come back. And again, it'll be produced again another, hopefully another spectacular season. Um, and then we'll see what happens from there. That's it. Well, listen. Thanks very much, Luke, for doing uh, for for giving us all the latest news there from the League of Ireland. And of course, I thought it was a, a good idea to kind of cover the uh, the international scene, the international team as well. And of course, Jack Byrne, Jack Byrne's transfer yeah. to Nick Apoel Nicosia, and of course the whole Jack, Jack or Mick McCarthy thing. So uh, yeah, that was a, a very a very interesting. Podcast. You will do. Thanks very much. Bye bye. Very soon.